this place today. Lord, we thank you that we may have come in this week. We've come into this place maybe downtrodden, maybe confused, maybe burdened, maybe feeling like we're hanging on by a tiny thread. But Lord, thank you that in your service today, you've overwhelmed us with your love. Lord, you've shown us your great love and mercy towards us. And we thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you for taking us and picking us up. Thank you for always wanting to make us strong. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Why don't you take your seats? You know, just before I share with you, I just wanted to talk to you briefly just about the crutch. And um, before, we, um, before I say anything, I just want us to take some time to think about the friend or the friends that we're praying that Jesus is going to reach out to. Well, he's reaching out all the time. But who are the people in our lives that we're praying for, that we so desperately want Jesus to come and touch? You know, this year, when thinking about the things that we've got planned for Christmas, and we've got some really great things planned for Christmas. We're going to be going up into Friars Walk to do some singing on the first weekend of December. And then on the Saturday and Sunday of the second weekend, we've got a children's production. And we're going to be inviting um, the community centers. We're going to be praying that people who don't normally come to church will come to church. And then, of course, on the third weekend of Christmas, we've got our carol service. And we know typically that people are open at Christmas to come to church. You know, maybe there's not another time of year other than Easter they would look to come. But at Christmas time, people will come. And you know, this year, you know, what we do with Jesus Cares is amazing and it impacts so many people. But I've been really conscious that perhaps there's not many of us that get to touch the food that go in the hampers, that get to touch the people that the hampers receive, um, go out to. And it's been looking at how can we each take something really insignificant, maybe a one pound Terry's chocolate orange, a box of Pringles. But how can we touch something and say, Jesus, we're praying that with this, that you can do something in people's lives. You know, God talks about the goodness of God draws people to him. Why are we doing crutches? Chocolate ain't going to save Newport. But do you know what? It may soften a heart to an invitation. You know, when those kutches are going to be, you've seen how we're going to be gift wrapping them, and those are going to have invitations on them, inviting the people that we love, the people that we want Jesus to, encounter, to have an encounter with in their lives. These kutches are going to go to people you know, and we're believing that, you know, as they see that we're going the extra step, that maybe they'd say, do you know what, this year I'm going to say yes to this invitation. And then coming into the presence of God, how can he not woo you to himself? His love is just so immense. You know, I have to say, I brought, I brought some kutches a few weeks ago, and I brought some kutches um, this week ready to give to the kutch corner, but I ended up kutching myself on Saturday with them. <laughs> The Maltesers were lovely. <laughs> so, you know self-discipline is not a, a forte of mine. But anyway, I cutched myself and I, it was good. So just imagine what it's like when you cut somebody else and they haven't had to pay for it. But I, wanted just to, I want us to just pray right now.
Who are the people that you want to see come to church this year? Who are the people that you want Jesus to touch right now? So let's just take a moment, start thinking of somebody, because we need to pray for these people every day. You know, the Bible encourages us to pray. And the Bible says our prayers are so powerful. We can pray that God would soften people's heart for our invitations. We can pray that God would just soften our hearts for the people that we're going to invite. You know, when we start to pray, it not only changes the people that we want to reach, but it changes us as well. And it softens us. So just take a moment, shut your eyes maybe, and just think, Lord, who do I want to encounter Jesus this year? And we're just going to pray. Jesus, thank you. You take the small things and you're able to do amazing things with them. Lord, this year, we want to see our friends, our family, our schoolmates, our university um, mates. Lord, we want to see our work colleagues encounter you, Jesus. Lord, there's nothing like you. Lord, we don't know how we would have lived without you. And Lord, this year, we pray that as we do this small thing in buying a coach or somebody, Lord, we pray for those people in our lives. Lord, and we ask that you would melt their hearts, you would soften their hearts. Lord, this Christmas, as we focus on your amazing rescue program, your amazing rescue mission, leaving heaven, to come for us, Jesus. Lord, we pray that as we focus on that and your immense love, Lord, that you would touch people's lives as we invite them to church. Lord, we thank you, you saved us. Our Lord, we're so thankful for the people that went before us and prayed for us. We may never know their names, but Lord, we know there are people that have prayed for us. And Jesus, we want to step in the gap and pray for others. So Lord, we pray that you would touch people, soften their hearts, soften us to them as well, Jesus. And everyone said, amen. So keep on bringing those kutches. Up to last week, we had 100 kutches. Wouldn't it be great if we had 1,000 kutches? I would love to kutch Newport with 1,000 kutches this year and beyond Newport. So keep on bringing the kutches. There's lots of supermarket deals to be had. So I'm sure that you can grab a bargain. And maybe you're not in a position to buy a kutch. But maybe some of us are in the position to buy tens of kutches. Well, let's all bring lots of kutches. And then the ones that haven't got so much to buy a coach, we can share them out because that's what family does, doesn't it? It shares out, it shares out. When one is weak one, and one is strong, we share out and we make sure that there's provision for everybody. So that's what we're going to do with the coaches. So keep on praying with that. Well, you know, this morning I want to share with you about seasons. You know, from the beginning of time, God placed seasons in, into being. You know, Day turns into night, and night turns into day. Summer turns into autumn, autumn turns to winter, winter turns to spring. And you know, the way the cycles of seasons, the seasons that God has placed in our lives, actually, there's a rhythm to it. And those seasons determine the way that we do things. You know, we've just moved from summer 
and we're into autumn. And how many of you have maybe gone and dusted off some winter clothes or got some older clothes? Maybe you've packed away your flip-flops. Some people never pack away their flip-flops. They come to church even in winter in shorts and flip-flops. But for most of us, we will pack away our flip-flops and we'll try and squeeze our feet into the really uncomfortable boots that we haven't worn for a while. And we get out our thicker jackets and we get out our jumpers and we get out our coats because the season's changed. And we're very used to changing our clothes according to the season. You know, we're also used to changing the way that we eat according to seasons. Does anyone notice that the first thing you don't want to eat in, in, in winter in a snowstorm is a salad? You know, we change the way that we eat in se- um, through the seasons. As it gets colder, we start doing the stews and the soups and the casseroles and all of those lovely things. And, you know, we change the way that we do things. You know, when it, winter comes, it actually takes a whole lot longer to get out of the house, especially if you have children. Have you ever noticed that if it's snowing? Well, I noticed actually not snowing. I noticed last year, like I really was really ill-prepared for the colder weather. And like I just I kept forgetting to allow enough time to get the kids ready because like normally when it's not so cold, you just kind of like, right, kids, bags up, come on out. And then this time you're like, right, where's the hats? Where's the gloves? Okay, quick, the scarves, where's the scarves? And you've got to organize yourself and you've got to get it all ready because if you don't go equipped into the season with the right clothing you can get a bit cold you know and we're used to in life we're used to following the seasons and the patterns of the the weather we're used to it farmers you know you're not going to go and start sowing seed in winter in when there's snow Because if you decide to start plowing a field in the middle of the snow to plant a seed, you're not going to get a harvest because it's the wrong season, because the frost is going to come and it's going to kill the life in that seed. So we're very used to, in all different spheres of life, adjusting what we do, adjusting the way that we live in order to accommodate the season that we're about to enter. But you know, I was thinking about this. And perhaps you've thought about it, perhaps it's never crossed your mind. Do you know there's seasons in our lives as well? Just like there's seasons in the natural with the weather, you know, for us as people, there are also seasons. And I think understanding, having an understanding that there are seasons in our lives can perhaps help us navigate and deal with the new season or the new beginning that we enter. You know, I was just thinking the other day about what it would be like going into winter with flip-flops and shorts on. You know, the clothes that you're wearing, it's not that they're inappropriate, but they're just not appropriate for the season. And without an understanding of seasons, I think sometimes we can get caught off guard. I think sometimes we think... That because we're people of habit and we're people of ritual, we think that if we keep on doing the same thing, that it's just going to always work out well. But do you know what? What worked out well in summer doesn't necessarily work out well in um, winter. It's like going into winter with flip-flops and shorts. Boy, you're going to be cold. Or it's like trying to enter summer in a snowsuit. You are going to swelter. Is there anything wrong with what you've got on? Not at all but it's just not the right attire for the season. 
And I think if we have an understanding in our lives that our lives work like seasons work, it can help us navigate through things well. You know, we, if we think about our lives just on a really basic level, you know, we've all kind of been babies, mature to children, from children to teenagers, and teenagers to adults. You know, and then for me, gone for an adult to being a mum, or an adult to being a wife, and a wife to being a mum. And each of those stages are a season. You know, sometimes people don't handle adulthood so well, because they've still got the mentality of a child. You know, sometimes people, as they grow into adulthood, they still want their mum to cut their meat for them. They still think that somebody's going to be around to provide. And, you know, sadly, it's just, it's not that there's anything wrong with mum cutting your meat. It's just you've gone from that season and you've entered a new season. And in that new season, it just means things have got to change. And you know, the thing, the difficult thing with us humans are, is change isn't easy. Change is not what we like to do. We're creatures of habit. I remember Dave and I used to go to the Kismet Vaulty over um, Corporation Road every Friday when we were married before we had children. And literally, we would walk in, and the guy would see us, and he'd say, korma sauce, chicken madras, and a large naan bread. We'd be like, yeah. Like, we never changed. Like, every week, we never changed. And I'm just thinking, just looked at us, but we're just creatures of habit. It's what we like. It's what we know. So it's what we do. And you know, sometimes when the, once things feel comfy and cozy, it's easy to think, well, I'll just stay with that. I'll just stick with that because that's what I really like. But do you know, sometimes those things aren't going to work. You know, and I think we've always got to have a, an understanding of where we are in the seasons of our lives. You know, our today, do you find that things aren't working for you? Do you find that the things that you've always done, they just seem hard now? Or the things that seem to be bring you so much pleasure and seem to be so fruitful, now it's just like it's sled. You know, it's like walking through tar. It's difficult. Have you ever felt like, why doesn't this work? I've done this all my life and it always has worked and now it doesn't. Well, it could be that you're in a new season. You're in a new season. And you know the thing with seasons, just like with the seasons in the weather, we change what we do. There's things I'm beginning to realize as I navigate the seasons of life. In order to help me navigate them, you know, one of the things I've noticed, and it's really difficult, is that you can't bring an old mindset into a new season. You can't bring an old mindset into a new season why? Well, because it's a new season and it's a new beginning. It's like trying to plant an apple that was picked in a summer season and trying to put that whole apple in the ground. Well, I like the look of the apple, so that's what I'm going to sow my future into. Well, you go ahead, but let me tell you what's going to happen if you choose to use that whole apple because that's what you like and you put it in the ground. It's going to rot. Because the apple isn't designed to be the seed that helps you in your new season. You've got to open the apple and then extract the seed. And then that becomes the foundation 
of a new season. You know, and oftentimes we're like, oh no, but I like the way I do things. Do you know what? Liking the way that we do things doesn't always make it right. You know, there's a great scripture in Ecclesiastes from the New Living Translation, chapter 3, verse 1. And it says, for everything there's a season, a time for every activity under heaven. This, seasons are here. Seasons are here for, with us for the long haul. Change is inevitable. And we can't bring old seasons, old ways of doing things into a new season because you will find that they'll be unfruitful. You will find that things become tough. You know, I remember when we, um, when we had um, three children under the age of three, and I just, like, going shopping was just like a non-negotiable. I was just like, I am not taking, well, how do I fit three children under the age of three in shopping trolley? You just don't do it. Unless I'm going to be, like, superhuman with a backpack and everything. You're just not going to do it. So in the season when I had three young children under the age of three, I just said to Dave, I can't go shopping anymore. I'm going to, like, stress myself out. And I don't want to stress myself out. So I was like, I'm just going to bulk buy. And so I used to have, like, this... Um, this thing, place called Riverford that sold organic veg, and I used to have them deliver the food to my house because then at least I knew my kids were having vegetables and milk. And then we used to go to the supermarket or we'd go to Costco, which is a warehouse, and I'd bulk buy all my stuff and I'd stick it in my cupboards. And do you know what? That worked really well for me. It really did. It meant that for my family, I was always able to make them food and I was always able to give them good stuff because I knew my limitations. But the problem was, as Summer grew up, I had a fourth child. She went, um, I carried on with my bulk buying, my bulk buying. And then she went to school, which meant that I could go to the supermarket weekly. And in fact, I did go to the supermarket weekly. But the problem was, I was still also bulk buying. So like literally, and people can like vouch for this, like I had like 10 jars of mayonnaise in my cupboard. You know, I had like about 20 tins of tomatoes. I had everything and I just kept shoving into this cupboard under the stairs and sticking it into the garage. And like I didn't even notice what I was doing. But not only had I brought an old mindset of an old season, which is bulk buying, I then started a new thing, which was shopping every week. And literally, it was going crazy. And it was only at one point Dave said, Faye, do you think this has like gone a bit out of hand now? And I'm like, what do you mean? And I literally didn't know. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, everywhere we look, there is food in the cupboards, but we're not eating all the food that you're buying. And I'm like, oh, why is that? He said, well, because you're bulk buying and you're shopping every week. And you know when you're like, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, my goodness. I'm so in a, a mindset of doing things a set way that I've kind of carried on my mindset. But actually, I had gone into a season change and completely missed it. And my season change was all my children had grown big enough to be able to go to nursery or school, which meant I had time to do food shopping. And I knew, I didn't recognize I was in a season change. And actually, my habits were becoming a burden to our family because I was just kept doing what I was always used to doing. You know, and sometimes it can be like that old habits, old ways of doing things can be a real burden. You know, and I believe that the Lord wants us to look at our lives and look at it in, in light of seasons. And I suppose that's what I didn't understand. I didn't understand that my life 
was just like that of the natural world where there was seasons and I didn't recognize the season change. And I never adapted the way that I did things. And as a result, I ended up burdening not only myself, but like my cupboards with Boeing and like, you know, the bank balance would probably be affected as well. All because my season had come to an end, but I hadn't changed my season and hadn't changed the way that I did things. So, you know, in life, I don't know whether you're going through, uh, you feel like a bit unrestful and you're not sure what's going on, but maybe just take a step back and just think, okay, what's going on? Am I going through a season change? You know what I love about God is that in seasons, the way that he's orchestrated things is things are gradual. Have you noticed like light and night and day? It's not like day and then boing, pitch black. Do you know what I mean? It's not like all of a sudden you're out one day and you're with your kids and you're walking them home from wherever from school and then all of a sudden you can't see. But no, with day, you've got daylight, which then goes into dusk. You know, when the, the light gradually begins to dim, which then helps us prepare and think, okay, nighttime's coming now. That probably means I need to leave my children or not take my children to the park now because if I take the children to the park now, they're not going to be able to see. But I'm going to like, you know, I'm going to get them ready to go home now because it's all going to become pitch black. And then as day breaks into morning, again, it's not all of a sudden, boing! But no, God's really gradual. You know, and the seasons of our lives, I'm not saying that every season is like that. You know, there are times where it's just like quick. But you know, seasons of our lives, oftentimes, they're a gradual ebb and flow. You know, and just like, how many of you have a favorite season? Yeah, we've all got our favorite seasons, haven't we? But our favorite season may not always be the season we're in. But you know what I'm learning is actually, I may have a favorite season like summer because like it's warm and it's nice, but actually there's great things to be extracted from every season that we end up going through. You know, and you could be in the middle of a season change now and the things that seem to work aren't working. You know, season changes can happen for all variety of reasons. You know, it could be the birth of a new baby. It could be that you're finishing your job. You know, I remember when I was, um, I had Daniel. And oh, that was a season change. And because uh, in work, I was quite um, motivated and very achievement driven. And I really loved being in the corporate world. And I loved my um, sense of achievement, over exceeding expectations, all those kinds of things. That's what I loved. And I can remember one day, Dave coming home, and I'm crying. And he's like, what's wrong? I said, there's no sense of achievement in what I'm doing. He said, what do you mean? I said, no one's clapping at me when I've got him to bed. No one's ticking me when, like, I've, you know, I've changed to have a nappies. I said, where's my sense of achievement? It's gone. I live for achievement. I live for exceeding expectations. I live, and it's gone, and no one cares. And I'm in this house with my baby, and he's wonderful. But it's not ticking the boxes. Dave's just like, okay, you know. All right, just have a think about it. But do you know what? It was really good almost to get that out because, again, I hadn't realized I wasn't coping. But I was just like, you know. And anyway, I am a bit recognition. So, like, if I hoovered the house, I'd love Dave to notice because I want to go. <laughs> I want to. Well 
Zenfee. Anyway, but there we go. That's just the way it was. But do you know what? To navigate that season of having a baby, I really had to take a good long look at things. And I had to say, okay, you are not coping with this very well now. Quite obviously, Dave is just like reversed out of the room as you're going, Wah! So I was just like, okay, girl, you've got, you've got to do something. You are in a season change and there is nothing that you can do to get yourself back. And can I just say, don't become sentimental about the season just gone. You know, when we start looking back, oh, remember the good old days, oh, do you know, oh, when the children were at home, oh, well, they're not. And I don't mean to be blunt, but it's not that season now. And do you know what? We can take our sentimental, nostalgic way of thinking into a new season, but all it does is rob us of the season that God has planned because we're trying to drag a season that's finished. It had its time. It was wonderful. But that season's gone, and Jesus has entered a new season for us. And I remember saying to myself with the whole Daniel thing, and I was, you know, I was fine. I loved being a mum, but I was just struggling with some things. And I had to come to the point, I was like, Faye, you're in a new season. Now, if you want to come to, again, I wanted the old habits, the old routines, the old rituals of an old season to be brought into this new season, and it wasn't going to fit. It just wasn't going to fit. And I remember having to say, Faye, you've got a choice to make. You can either mope your way through this, or you can say, do you know what? I'm going to embrace this season for all that it has. Yeah, it's going to be different, but Jesus, I want you to take me on this voyage of discovery. I want you to take me and help me see all the wonderful blessings of the season that I'm about to encounter. They're not going to be the blessings of a former season, but there are blessings of the new season. You know, and sometimes when we move through seasons, we don't like coming out of our comfort zone and we struggle for it. And we think, oh, but what's this new season going to be like? Oh, I don't know what to do. And do you know what? The reality is sometimes in a new season, we don't know what to do because it's new. And like on a new season, you don't have it checked. You don't have like step one to 10 already laid out. But I think the amazing thing about new seasons is that God says, do you know what? I don't need you to know what's happening, you know, in step 10 when you're at level one. I love that he says in Proverbs 3, five to six, just trust me from the bottom of your heart, don't try and figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do. And everywhere you go, he's the one that will keep you on track. You know, if you find yourself going through a new season and you're struggling and you don't know what to do and you're like, well, where's the guidebook? Where's this? I don't know what's happening. Ah, just say, help. Jesus, I don't know what to do. I don't know what this new season is going to bring. But will you help me, Jesus? You know, there's seasons of our lives that are really fruitful. And then there's seasons when it feels so barren. And you know, it's just a season thing. And it's not an easy thing sometimes. You know, barren seasons are tough. And you know what's really tough about barren seasons? It's not everybody in your life is in the same barren season. And that can be really tough. When you're in winter and you get to watch everybody in summer around you. But can I encourage you today? If you feel you're in winter and you feel like, why is all the fruit gone? Why is all the leaves dropped? Why am I this one that just sticks out as being here? 
you know, why am I not the one that's kind of laughing and new beginnings and, oh, look, I can help. Why I feel so barren. You know, winter seasons, you know, they can, they're tough. But I know I went through a winter season. I remember when um, I met Dave and... Um, I was really busy in church, doing lots of stuff, had a great time. And I, I met Dave, and I knew things needed to change. But I didn't want them to change, because I really enjoyed everything I was doing. Again, I never navigated that season very well. I tried to bring an old season into a new beginning. And you know what? I ended up crashing. I ended up crashing because for me to see Dave, because I was so busy doing band and all these things in church and youth and loving it, I wasn't free until like 11 o'clock at night. So that meant Dave and I would meet at 11 at night and then we'd stay out till like two o'clock in a curry house and have a fantastic time eating. And then I'd go to bed, I'd sleep for three hours and I needed to be in work for seven in the morning. And so I'd get up and I'd do that. And I knew the Lord was saying, faith, season change, something's got to give. And I was just like, no, I want this new season, but I'm really liking the old season as well. So can we just mix them? Can we just, like, should we just try it? And actually, we couldn't try it. And I was really, I, for me, it was all about, I didn't want to let people down. I really loved what I was doing, but I didn't want to let people down as well because I really loved what I'm doing. And for me, I went through, I was like in summer, winter all at once. And um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't give up what I was doing. And consequently, I got really ill with glandular fever. And I ended up not working for six, um, for six months. I ended up like an abrupt season change. I ended up actually in wanting to try and take an old season into a new season. I ended up just like flawed and everything went. And everybody, you know, for the first week, it was lovely. People t messaged, we had cards, we're missing you, Faye and you, so it's a shame that you're not there in choir. Oh, we're really missing you here, we're missing you there. But life went on, and my life just came to an abrupt end. And literally, I was at home every day. I remember lying in my bed and looking at a sock on the floor. I'm thinking, oh, I'm just going to just pick up my sock and put it away. Literally, picking up my sock to pick it up, getting out of bed to pick up my socks. I was so ill, just that act of picking up my sock, I had to sleep for three hours because my body was just so run down. And I remember being in a winter season. And I remember at first everybody come around, but then life goes on. And I was stuck in the barrenness while I was watching everybody having a great time around me. And I found that quite tough. You know, I found, oh, I can't even get out. I can't even get to church. I didn't go to church for months. I didn't, I just didn't, I couldn't do anything. I was just so ill. And I remember being like, oh. And you know what? In that season, I thought, Faye, I'm in winter. Partly from my own doing, because I just, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't stop and, and end a new old season. I wanted the best of both worlds. But I was like, Faye, you've got a choice now. You can either look around at everybody else and start getting bitter, start getting jealous, start getting a bit negative, start being like, why, why me? Start feeling sorry for yourself. Or I thought to myself, Faye, you can actually use this winter season to start making sure that the soil of your life 
is prepared and ready and rich, ready for the time when you enter spring, ready for the time when seasons change and you begin to, you know, you begin to um, have a season when new beginnings, new seeds begin to grow. And you know, winter is really tough. You could be in winter today, but can I encourage you in your barrenness, Rather than thinking, why aren't I developing fruit? Why aren't I giving fruit? Just think, you know, you've not done anything wrong sometimes when you're in winter. It's just winter. You know, and sometimes we need to have the right expectation of the season we're in. To be down on yourself and saying, bear fruit, bear fruit. Come on, where's the fruit? Where's that leaves? If you're in winter, all you're going to do is discourage yourself. And you've not done anything wrong. It's just the fruit doesn't come in winter. Fruit's not, you know, winter's not a fruit-bearing um, fruit season. Does that mean that you know, you're not as good a person? No, not at all. You're just in a season. And, you know, understanding your season and not having an expectation that's unrealistic for the season that you're in is really important. And for me, I was just like, okay, Jesus, in my barrenness and in the time where I really don't know what's going on, please, Lord, Help this season be a, a place where I can develop strength and character in myself, you know, and rejoicing. You know the thing, rejoice with those who rejoice. It's not so easy rejoicing when you're in winter, but you know what? It's a really good thing to do. And in getting it right, you're sowing a seed into the season in front of you. So, you know, for me, it was tough, but I loved, there were some scriptures that really helped me. And I think these scriptures are scriptures that can help us navigate any season really well. Whilst there's things that change in our lives, and whilst there's old habits that need to change in this, as we approach new seasons, there's also foundations, biblical foundations, that remain constant no matter what season we're in. Would anyone like to know some of those biblical foundations? Okay, so Proverbs 4.23 says, Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. You know, even in summer, you can have a really bad attitude and you can completely ruin things for you in the season to come. You know, guarding your heart's really important. Well, what am I going to guard it from? Like all those things I just said, from complaining, from bitterness, from jealousy, from pity, from negativity, from grumbling. All those things are all in the Bible. And the Bible talks about don't grumble, don't complain about anything. Why? It's not going to do you any good. You're just going to eat yourself up. So in whatever season that you're in, just like guard your heart. Just think, because from it, whatever's in your heart will determine the course that you want to go on and it can actually end up spoiling a season ahead of you because you've just gone and botched up the season that you're in because you're just like you can't get yourself like no I am not going to be jealous uh, well it's not it's not quite that easy is it really <laughs> but you know Jesus help me I don't want to be jealous you know I'm not going to grumble I'm not going to complain you know that's some of the things it says you know Philippians 4 I love it it says rejoice in the Lord always whatever season that you're in the Bible says rejoice in the Lord always and do you know the amazing thing about the scripture rejoice in the Lord always, if I can find it. Do you know what rejoice means? I'm getting to it. Rejoice in the Lord always, Philippians 4.4. Rejoice means to delight in God's grace. 
It literally means to experience God's grace. So you know when you're rejoicing in the Lord always and you're like, but Faye, I'm going through winter. What am I meant to rejoice about? You're meant to rejoice about the fact that God's grace is there for today. You're meant to rejoice in the fact that Jesus, even though I'm in winter, oh, you lavish me with your goodness. You say your mercies are new every morning. You say your faithfulness, your love, your love is faithful. And in the midst of a winter season and even in a summer season, it's rejoicing in the grace of God. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. You know, another thing, giving thanks, 1 Thessalonians 5.18, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God concerning you. You know, no matter what season we're going through, whether our lives are fruitful or whether our lives are barren, there's one thing that can remain steadfast, and that is that we choose to give thanks. We choose to give thanks. And do you know what happens as we navigate the seasons of life? And if we choose to guard our heart, rejoice in the Lord and give thanks, we end up taking our minds off ourselves. And I think sometimes we're so focused on ourselves that we, we, we just like, we lose ourselves in ourselves. You know, and Jesus is like, no, don't lose yourself in yourself. Lose yourself in me. God doesn't want us to get lost in who we are and what we do and what we look like and how we behave. He's like, no, lose yourself in me. Lose, my, lose yourself in the fact that I love you. The fact that, you know, even on your worst day, I'm there for you. You know, if you're feeling low, if you're feeling dejected, you know, think of these scriptures. Philippians 1.6. For I am certain that God who began a good work within me, will continue his work until it is finished on the day of Christ. You know, you look at, you look at Paul in Philippians 4.11, and he says, I've learned how to be content whatever I have. I've learned. Do you know what that is? That is a man that's gone through changing seasons. I've learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing. That's winter. Or with everything. That's summer. I've learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it's with a full stomach or an empty stomach, with plenty or little. And here's the thing. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. You know, as we navigate seasons, some of us navigate them well, some of us not. Some of us don't know that we're in a season change. Some of us do. But you know what? Whatever season that we're in, the constants remain the constants. Those constants that I've talked about. And do you know what I love as well about when we're planted and we're in like a church setting? is that God places us alongside people who are going through different seasons because we can help and encourage each other in the seasons that we go through. You know, being part of a family, if you're in winter, there may be somebody else that has been through that winter season that encourage you and show you how God's brought them through. You know, if you're in summer, Maybe go up to the person in winter and use your summer season to be a blessing to somebody who's in winter. You know, being part of a family, be mindful. Not everyone's going through the same season as you. You know, and we can all be there 
to strengthen each other, to be there for each other, to help each other when we feel like we're not get, doing things so well. You know, I remember when actually Dave and I, when we had the three kids, and so I, we were like, you know, like it's stretching. Going from one to like you know, none to one is a stretch. And then going and having more children was a stretch. And of course, because we'd had children a bit like bouncing them off a production line, it was like a really big stretch because there was like 10 months between Eden and Sienna. And then there was two years between Eden and Daniel. So three under three. And it was a stretch. And I tell you, do you know what happened to us in that stretching season? Because it was so like this. And literally, it was like conveyor belt life. It really was like conveyor belt life. Get me the nappies, please. Right, I need a bottle. Right, you put that one to bed. Right, you do this. Okay, you do that. Can you get me another bottle? I need the wet wipe. Oh, she's pooed. Can you get me this? I need a nappy. Da, 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 da. And do you know what happened in our season, that season of stretching? It was like one day we sat down like that. And all of a sudden, I was like, we were just chatting. And we were like, do you know what? we've forgotten to say please and thank you to each other anymore. In that season of stretch, we completely lost some of the things, the core things. And I was like, do you know what? I'm so glad that Jesus, like, you know, he just like puts a spotlight. Because I said to Dave, we've become so transactional with each other. You're like, we're husband and wife, but it's a bit like, do this, do that, I need this, did it. Nothing wrong, we, all, we needed all those things. But actually, we lost the love out of it. It wasn't, you know, it's like, oh, babe, could you do that for me, please? Oh, can I have another bottle, please, Faye? You know, we just lost the please and the thank yous and the love. And I said to Dave, oh, my goodness. Like this season of stretch, we've ended up losing some things that were really foundational for us. And I was like, thankfully, we've caught it in the bed like maybe a few months in but I was like you know how like patterns evolve don't they how many is it 30 days to make a habit or some whatever well just think about the way we were speaking to each other if we hadn't have spotted it that would have become habitual that way of speaking to each other would have actually continued us out of the stretching season. We're not in that stretching season now. You know, we've learned, we've adjusted, we've grown in that. But do you know what? If we had continued speaking to each other the way that we had been speaking to each other and just become very process, but I'm not Dave's work colleague. And actually, you, sh you should still say please and thank you to your work colleagues. Um, but you know, you just all of a sudden you become aware of, I said to Dave, where would we be eight years down the line if we just carried on chat talking to each other like that? You know, and in that stretching season, I was just really grateful that God was just like, you know, he just highlighted to us and I was able to go, whoa. You know, and in the middle of the stretch, we just decided to make sure that our language was really intimate I suppose because he's my husband so you know for us we called each other babe and whatever I don't know what you call your husband wife your friend your friend but just for us it was just like we've got to really make sure that we don't lose things in that growing and in that stretch because you know in season and I suppose we were in summer we weren't in winter we were in a season of bountifulness and that's the thing even with seasons you know seasons when they bring fruit it means all hands on deck seasons of summer is not like chill back like let's be on the you know on a deck chair somewhere sunning it up in um you know some Maldives area seasons is all about fruit and ha harvest and that means rolling up your sleeves and that means getting in 
there and that means stretch and growth. So summer can bring its own challenges just like winter can. But maybe just as you navigate seasons, if things don't seem to click so well, if your relationships feel a bit taut and a bit strained, if the way that you do things doesn't seem to be working, if you feel like you're burdened by stuff, maybe just have a look and think, okay, am I in a season change? Okay, perhaps I am. If I am in a season change, let me examine my life. What things am I trying to do that aren't working, that, aren't bird that are burdening me? And maybe make those adjustments and say, okay, that's got to go. That, you're great for an old season, but not for my season. Look at the way you speak. Look at your attitude. Look at the way you view life. And if you're like, well, I don't know what I should look like. I don't know what this season should look like. Go right back to the owner's manual. Go right back to the highway code book of the Bible. Because I can assure you, God's Bible, the word of God, shows us and instructs us on how to live life. It tells us how our attitude should be. It tells us how we can, should relate to each other. It tells us all of these things. And just look and say, okay, this is what I need to do. This is how I need to bring this in because of the season that I'm in. Does that make sense? Brilliant. We're going to pray right now. Jesus, I just thank you right now that you are a God of all seasons. Lord, for some of us, we're in summer. Others of us are in winter. But Lord, thank you that you are able to take every season of our life and extract good things from it. Lord, for some of us, it's a, so a time of reaping. For others, it's a time of sowing. And Jesus, I just pray today that you will, you will help us navigate the seasons of life well. Lord, that we would always trust and rely on you. Lord, that we would go to you first and say, Jesus, help us in this season. You know, you may be here today and you've never asked Jesus into your life. And you say, do you know what, Faye? I feel a bit like I'm on this path, but it's like it's going everywhere. And I'm a bit confused. And I'd love to have somebody right there navigating life with me. Well, I would love to invite you and introduce you to my best friend Jesus. You know, Jesus, I've got to say, he's like the captain of my life and the captain of so many other people's lives. And Jesus comes alongside to help us navigate life because life is tough to navigate on our own. And Jesus came with his love and says, do you know what? I want to help you navigate. I want to help you through life, through the different seasons. I want to be there with you. I want to strengthen you. You know, and if you're in this place today and say, I could really do with that, I'd love to introduce you to Jesus. And Jesus is just, he's just a chat away. He's just a word away. And I'm just going to pray with you right now. And if you'd like to invite Jesus into your heart, you can pray this prayer after me. It's really simple. Jesus isn't looking for difficult things. You can just say, Jesus, I need somebody to help guide me. I've listened to this service today about you. And I love what you've done for me. I love hearing about the love that you've given. And Jesus, today, I'd love for you to take a place in my life. I'd love you to fill the gap in my heart that's empty 
Will you come and live inside me and help guide me in the roads in front of me? You know, if, if you've prayed prayer like that today, if you just want to lift your hand, we've got a Bible that we'd love to give you. You know, the Bible is like the greatest guidebook that you could ever have. It helps you. You know, you may be a Christian here, and you may have been a Christian for a while, but maybe you've never, you haven't opened your Bible maybe quite enough, and you're like, I don't know what it says. I just want to encourage you. The Bible is like the greatest guidebook. It tells you everything that pertains to life. It's really, you know, it's really easy. So Jesus, today, we thank you for your love for us. Lord, if there is somebody in this place, Lord, as they leave, pray that they'll ask for a Bible and we'll be able to chat with them. But Jesus, thank you for each person here. Lord, thank you. Their lives are precious. Bless people today, Lord. Let strengthen us for the seasons that we go through. Thank you that you're always with us, Lord. And everyone said, Amen.